0: One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time, too! Screen time! Screen time Hello screen and welcome time to time, It's My Screen Time, Two. the podcast where two moms unload some hatred on someone other than Caillou for once. I'm Deborah, and I have three children, a seven-year-old, and I have uh, four-year-old twins.
1: And I'm Katie, and I have one son, Jay. He is 19 months old. So, I think when we were younger, we both considered ourselves to be somewhat savvy pop culture consumers, yeah? Yes. But then we had kids, and I guess sometimes we still like to pretend that we are watching things for ourselves (laughs) and not for our kids.
0: Right. And it's fun to get together with a friend and talk about stuff you've been watching. And unfortunately or fortunately, sometimes the only stuff I've seen lately is animated and meant for kids who aren't even in school yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm woefully behind on The Walking Dead, but I can totally tell you what's going on on Paw Patrol. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
0: So just because we are reviewing or talking about something for our podcast doesn't necessarily mean that we've watched it with our kids or that we've let them watch it because it may not be appropriate for our kids and the ages that they are. And it may not be right for everybody's kids, might not be right for kids at all. Wow,
1: Deborah, that was bordering on defensive. That's usually my job. (laughs) Your screen time policy is more set in stone, like you have something you actually do every night
0: with the kids?
1: Not every night because they can
0: definitely lose screen time privileges, but generally they get to watch a show or play a game on an iPad before dinner while I'm making dinner because that's when everybody's hangry (laughs) and they just need to chill and I just need to cook, and listen to my own podcast or public radio.
1: We have no real screen time set in stone yet. Jay is only 20 months old, so we really only use it when we're in situations where we're in public and he's fussy and we can't do anything about it. Like if we're at a restaurant or we're on an airplane, we don't do a ton of screen time at home yet. Uh, yeah, how did people even ride on
0: airplanes before... <laughs> parental devices
1: i guess people just heaped that much more hatred on parents like i don't feel like people are nice now people are still really mean about you bringing your kids on an airplane but maybe they were even meaner before we had iphones Ugh, I'm i don't know I live now
0: <laughs> exactly exactly Just before we started recording, I was telling you about how we've been playing the new version of the game of life, Mm -hmm. the old board game. It's been revised, and I think I convinced my kids, not me saying anything, but just playing this game, that college is a good life choice. Because even though you have to pay, in the new game of life, you have to pay $100,000 to go to college, which is probably not as much money as college costs now.
1: It's kind of but, on the low side these days, but okay.
0: <laughs> but my seven-year-old figured out that even though you have to pay a little money up front, your salary is worth it if you become, like, I guess, a professional that has another degree, like a doctor or a lawyer. So scientist
1: is another one. I
0: think that's a solid, solid choice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just remember... Liking the little pink and blue stick people that fit in the cars. It's really right. all I got. Oh, and the clicky wheel. Does the wheel still click in an appealing way?
0: It's pretty much the same wheel.
1: Okay. So, yeah,
0: the, the spinning is satisfying. That's good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if Jay has done anything particularly cute this week. I think it was last night. He climbed into my lap and he looked up at me and he said, Goofball full of beans. Oh, it was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) I just melted in a puddle and I was like, everything you've ever done to make me cranky is now erased because you're adorable, and that's how kids get you.
0: So, have you ever called him a goofball full of beans, or did he come up with that himself?
1: I've definitely called him a goofball. His grandpa, my dad, often refers to him as being full of beans. So, he figured out how to put the two together on its own <laughs> oh, that's really
0: precocious
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about our adorable kids let's get down to brass tacks we've got right. some important stuff to talk about
0: so this week we watched shawn the sheep and according to a wikipedia summary shawn the sheep is a british stop-motion animated television series which is a spinoff of the Wallace and Gromit franchise for anybody who remembers Wallace and Gromit and loved them. Um, The series stars Sean, a sheep, and his madcap adventures around a small farm as the leader of his flock. And according to the internet, it first aired in the UK in March 2007, and it seems to still be running. And there have been at least two movies so far. And we watched this on Amazon Prime where there are five seasons plus a movie and several specials available with an Amazon, Amazon Prime membership. And we picked it in part because my kids already watch it, my um, four-year-olds watch it, and they love it. We've watched one of the movies together as a family night movie, and Jeremy, my husband, and I, we both enjoyed it. So we don't always enjoy family movie night, but <laughs> Shaun the Sheep was good. And so that's why I wanted to watch it.
1: I have to confess that this was a total ringer for me. I knew way in advance that I was going to love it because I have a crazy fascination with stop-motion animation. I love the sort of analog wizardry about it. The fact that people are taking puppets and moving them by tiny increments, 24 times a second, to make these movies and these television shows just fascinates me, even in this age of computer animation, that something this handmade still makes it through and Don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a lot of computer-generated stuff going on, but as far as I know, Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep are still primarily classic stop-motion animation, and I am just so dorkily impressed by the technical wizardry on display. I just, yeah, this is is a ringer. I hate to, like, show my cards in advance, but (laughs) here I am doing just that. Okay.
0: (laughs) I agree. I love stop-motion stop motion animation (laughs) (laughs) so we watched the pilot uh season one episode one and then we just had a random sampling from the other seasons we watched uh season two's episode five and episode 10 from season five so we'll go through these episodes one by one and then we'll move on to our more general thoughts about the series
1: I wasn't sure if these episode numbers actually corresponded at all to how they aired, because it seems like they're all short seven-minute episodes, and for the first two that we watched, they were packaged into sets of three, so it was 21 minutes. Then the last one we watched was just one, so I'm not sure how they actually aired on television. Not that it totally matters, but according to Amazon, season one, episode one, Mower Mouth was the first segment, and plot wise the farm acquired a goat and the goat ate everything around it and uh, when it started threatening the sheep's food Sean tried to stop it and ended up getting pulled behind the goat like a water skier Well, the goat sort of ate everything in his path. The farmer sees that the goat is eating everything, and he decides to use the goat's skills to trim the hedges in his garden topiary style so to make different shapes out of them. So that's the happy ending that they got for the goat.
0: I loved the ending. It was very Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) So I thought the ending was perfect.
1: I can't say that as a compliment. I hate Tim Burton movies. What? Hate them. <laughs> totally hate them. And I know oh. Tim Burton did some stop motion animation too. Still hated that. Sorry. Coraline? He didn't do Coraline. He did oh. Corpse Bride and the uh nightmare before Christmas. I just feel like his whimsy is so forced. I feel like he's <laughs> bludgeoning me with whimsy. Okay. Well, what'd you think of the ending of
0: Mower Mouth?
1: <laughs> there was a great sight gag that I thought was really sophisticated for a kid's show. So the farmer brings out the goat, and he's got the, coat, the goat on a string by his neck, and he gets out a hammer, and the sheep are watching all of this happen, and and he raises the hammer up and it cuts to the sheep's faces looking shocked like the sheep think he's the sheep's yeah the sheep think that he's going to ham- he's going to bludgeon the goat yeah so like a sacrifice hammered, and yeah. then it cuts to the sheep they're all shocked and then it cuts back to the hammer hammering in the peg to tie the goat up and i just thought that was a real sophisticated sight gag that you don't yeah. necessarily get in a lot of kids programming And I just thought that set the scene for the level that I loved this show. The other thing that I loved about Mower Mouth was the sound effects. Every time the goat ate something new, there were appropriate chewing sounds. Like at one point he ate a tire and then he was chewing and it was all rubbery sounding. And then at one point he ate a brick and it was like unpleasantly crunchy sounding. Yeah. Really well designed from a sound perspective. Okay, that I, will, I could talk about this for hours, so that's all I got on Mower Mouth. How about you?
0: <laughs> I liked it also. I liked it also. Um, I think goats are just the concept of goats, which are real animals. I know,
1: but they're just funny. Should we move on to the second segment? Who's the mummy? Who's the mummy? Okay, so this one, uh, just a really quick summary. Sean happens upon a nest full of hatching chickens. And the chicks hatch and their mother is nowhere to be seen. So the first thing they see is Sean and they imprint on him. And so he has to take care of them, but he keeps trying to get rid of them in different ways and they keep finding him. And finally, at the end, he gets so fed up with them that he puts them in a milk barrel and into a trunk and then he locks that in a shed. But they still somehow escape. But, of course, that's the moment when their mother comes to find them. and
0: But they don't want her
1: yes. <laughs> because oh she wasn't gosh.
0: there when they hatched.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really sad, again. Um, yeah, they refused to go to her because they imprinted on Sean. And then the dog, the sheepdog, who kind of runs the farm because the farmer seems kind of useless, has this brilliant idea. He takes a tuft of Sean's wool and he knits a sweater and a hat for the mother hen. So then the chicks go to her because she kind of smells like Sean. And it was a very, very sweet, funny ending. All right. That's what I got for plots. I haven't really liked the
0: dog. I didn't really like the dog up until this point, but I thought he was pretty funny in this episode. Like when the chicks show up in his lunchbox and then he <laughs> takes them to Sean who's, like, hiding in a garbage can to get away from them. It was cute.
1: And I thought there were a lot of great, like, new parent moments, too. Like, the scene where Sean is trying to sleep, but he can't sleep because the chicks are everywhere and snoring in his face, and he just has that, like, haggard new parent zombie stare. And I was like, oh, I feel ya. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the last segment in this episode was called Sean the Farmer, and what happened was the farmer was sick, so the sheepdog had to devote his attention to the farmer taking care of him while he was sick, so he pretty much put Sean in charge for the day. And of course, running the farm turns out to be harder than Sean thinks it's going to be. Sean tries to delegate the different tasks around the farm to the other sheep, and the sheep screw up those tasks in a variety of funny ways and in the end sean is able to put everything right but i guess the dog is trying to keep the farmer from realizing that sean has been in charge all this time so the farmer wakes up and the dog has to take the wrap for a broken tractor that uh, one of the sheep broke when he was trying to do work but other than that lots of hilarious mishaps with trying to get stuff done on the farm <laughs> right
0: I liked that. So Sean had the clipboard that goes through like the daily tasks and they were all illustrated. It wasn't like a written out list. So I thought that was funny.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe I guess we haven't said yet that there is no dialogue in the show at all. It is all only baws or barks or grunts or sometimes sing song, but no words and no written words either, which is really effective. It's not I don't find that you miss it at all. No, no. I like it. I liked this episode. I thought it was funny, especially there was
0: a sheep that was trying to run. Like, I don't know what the word would be, but the milker, like the thing that milks the cows. Yeah.
1: The milking. And thing. Kept... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and kept getting like the milker thing, like stuck to its ears, its face. And
1: I loved when they tried to feed the pigs and the, pigs were unhappy with the quality of their slop until Sean came and ground fresh pepper on it. <laughs>
0: Those are some discerning pigs. At the end, the sheep kind of catch the dog playing video games.
1: Yeah, this is... Okay, so I screwed up my plot summary. So the dog puts <laughs> Sean in charge and the farmer must think that the dog is doing the work. And rather than doing the work, the dog is playing video games and letting Sean do all the work. So when the farmer wakes up and sees that the tractor is busted, the dog has to take the wrap because he doesn't want the farmer to know he was playing video games either. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right fixed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we watched episode five from season two and the first seven or so minute episode was Sean goes potty. And it began with Sean and the dog who I think its name is Bitzer, and they're popping a bunch of bubble wrap that it turns out is encasing a brand new pool table that just got delivered to the farm. And so they play a really competitive game. And a uh, truck comes careening down, honking the horn, and the dog Bitzer gets distracted and rams his pool cue into the table, wrecking the pool table. And so he distracts the farmer while the sheep try to fix the table. And it's this whole elaborate thing where they roll up some sod from the farm, put it on the table. The balls don't roll, so they mow it, and then it works. And then, like, a hilariously ugly and mean-looking mole, like, emerges from the (laughs) sod. Um, I thought it was a funny episode, and I just love the obscurity of it. Like, just a pool table gets delivered to the farm. Of course. And I I like the ingenuity of the shape and how they, you know, tried their best to fix it. I did not understand why it was called Sean Goes Potty.
1: Yes, that's, I have a vocabulary question, uh, and it must be like an Anglicism, a use of the word potty that we don't have. But oh. I thought that potty in British English meant crazy. Like if someone went potty, Okay. I don't know. I looked up some definitions, and the closest I could find was when someone is really into like a new hobby, you can say that they're potty about something like like we would say they're crazy uh, about something okay so maybe they're crazy about pool i i don't know if we have any english listeners please enlighten us potty what's up with that
0: i was definitely expecting something bathroom <laughs> bathroom related yeah
1: i was kind of hoping for it cuz we're we're getting to that phase where you know potty training is on the horizon And if we were to find an adorable Sean the Sheep episode about potty training, more the better, right? Right, right.
0: (laughs) So the next episode was snowed in, and everybody on the farm wakes up to a gigantic fresh snowfall. The farmer is joyous because he gets to go skiing, And the sheep are, like, it shows them, like, freezing and shivering because they're snowed into the barn, which is not heated. And the farmer is, like, happily digging out his skis from a a closet under the stairs. Um, And then he realizes that he can't even get out of his house because the snow is so deep. Meanwhile, the sheep are skiing out of their second-story window. So the episode is sort of the farmer trying to get out of his house to use his skis, and then just funny stuff with the snow, like the sheep have a snowball fight, they have a part where it looks like they're maybe curling.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite part.
0: It was so fun. <laughs> and I don't I'm trying to think, did the farmer ever he did get
1: out. Yes, in a hilarious way. He um finally decided he was going to somehow ski down the slope of his roof to get down. But then he tried to ski down. His skis got caught on the gutter. He flipped around 360 degrees. It catapulted him back through the window with enough force that he apparently tumbled down the stairs and shot out the front door through the snowbank that was blocking the door. So he counted it as a win. That's right.
0: Yeah, it was funny. And the last segment of this episode was titled Bits are from the Black Lagoon. But did it come up for you? We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. And I spent most of that episode, like trying to figure out if I was watching the right thing. <laughs> so I didn't really take in. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And that's the only problem that I have with the no dialogue is that if you look away from your screen for even a few seconds, you're a little bit lost. Yeah, you can't.
1: that's true. I can tell you what happened. It was another okay. bittersweet, <laughs> sad one, sort of like, where's the mummy or who's the mummy? So it's Christmas Eve, and the farmer is uh, having a really sad Christmas Eve because he doesn't have a Christmas tree, and he doesn't have any gifts, and he doesn't have any Christmas dinner. And the sheep and the dog pitch in to make him a nice Christmas day. So while he's sleeping, they're working to decorate his house, sort of reverse Grinch style. And so the farmer wakes up to Christmas magic, and it's wonderful. And his family comes to surprise him, and. Everyone, it's just a very sweet Christmas story. My hands down favorite moment was they're trying to make him a gift of a Christmas sweater. So they take one of the fat sheep and they paint him with a brush in stripes (laughs) like an Easter egg. And then they just knit right off that and the stripes come out on the sweater. It was very cute. (laughs) And then there was another throwaway gag where... Uh, The farmer's family was making Christmas dinner and one of them carried the Christmas goose or I guess a chicken by the window and the rooster was peeking in. And so he saw the chicken on the platter getting ready for Christmas dinner and he fainted in shock. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just the show is made for me. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so the last one we watched was labeled on Amazon, Season 5, Episode 10. And it was just a single seven-minute segment called Keeping the Peace. The farm is all ready to go to bed for the day when the farmer realizes that they have not assembled his bed, which was one of their tasks for the day. So Bitzer, the dog, and the farmer have to stay up all night getting this bed put together. They don't get it put together until the crack of dawn. So the farmer falls straight asleep. Of course, that means everyone on the farm has to be quiet all day when they would normally be being noisy. So uh, Bitser tries to keep everyone quiet by collecting the loud sounds in a water bottle, one of those flexible hot water bottles. That's what they're called, Right. Right. So at one point, he steps on a screw, and rather than scream, he shouts into the water bottle to contain his scream, and at one point, they're playing soccer, and one of the sheep has a horn that he wants to blow, and he contains the noise from the horn in the hot water bottle, and eventually, the hot water bottle becomes so full of sound that it floats up like a balloon full of helium, and it floats through the farmer's window, and... The baby sheep, which has gone into the farmer's room to recapture a teddy bear that the farmer is snuggling with, he pops the balloon made of the hot water bottle, and all the noise comes out, and the farmer wakes up, and poor Bitzer immediately falls asleep because he's had a rough day trying to keep everyone quiet. (laughs) It was really cute. Lots of clever sight gag that I felt like were put in just for me.
0: Yeah, I liked this one. And I'm going to watch it before I go to Ikea the next time and any time after that. Because (laughs) I thought it was like a typical Ikea assembly story. Like you think, oh, I'm just going to put together this bed right before I go to sleep. And then the assembly instructions are just incomprehensible. (laughs) Like there's always one screw missing Mm -hmm. that you don't know where it went. And then it lasted a day. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess they broke the bed. Yeah, because the
0: sound that had been captured in the hot water bottle was so, so loud.
1: I can't say enough good things about the show. I was just so charmed by it. I mean, I've gushed enough. Deborah, any overall thoughts about the show?
0: I thought it was really good. I liked it. I think I'm not as huge of a fan of stop motion animation as you are I mean I like it I think I would probably give the show 4 out of 5 stars maybe 5 out of 5 stars yes. I think
1: 5 out of 5 stars ok, okay.
0: <laughs> 5 out of 5 stars Yeah.
1: Do you want to do 10 seconds on whether or not you think it's good for your kids? Sure.
0: I think that it's probably better for just a little bit older kids because I think a younger child may not follow it or get all the humor. For me, I think anytime you let your kid watch a TV show, it's A time where they're not feeding their brains. Mm -hmm. But I feel like since there's no dialogue in this show, it's probably even less likely that they're feeding their brains.
1: Yeah, that's true. But maybe they're learning a valuable lesson about good storytelling, comedic timing. Okay. No, I totally, I had that question about the lack of dialogue. I mean, it doesn't even pay lip service to like teaching an overarching lesson about going to the potty, for instance. There's nothing like that. It's just about telling a cute story on the farm. I don't think Jay would sit through it at this point. I think he needs a little yeah. bit more wackadoo action. Yeah. Yeah, I worry this makes for boring podcasting that I don't have as many complaints as I normally do because I'm just so tickled by the whole thing. <laughs> well, hopefully other people will
0: discover the joy that is Shaun the sheep. Yay! So what other stop-motion animation is there? I mean, we talked about the... Tim Burton, uh, Wallace and Gromit, obviously, is that, I think it's from France, the Academy Award nominee, like My Head is a Zucchini.
1: I did not see that one, so I don't know if it was. Is that stop motion? I don't even think I saw any stills from it, so I can't even tell you. But I do know that the Academy Award nominated Kubo and the Two Strings was stop motion animation, and it was so good. (laughs) <laughs> oh it was just beautiful i mean it was pretty scary i probably wouldn't watch it with your kids but uh okay it was a beautiful movie i don't know if you have any tolerance for watching long kids movies without kids oh wait we make this podcast never mind <laughs> <laughs> of course you have no i want that. to see that yeah <laughs> um and how about
0: fantastic mr fox oh yeah who did do that wes anderson
1: oh yeah I normally hate. This is officially the only Wes Anderson that I've ever liked was Fantastic Mr. Fox because of the stop motion animation.
0: I really liked that movie.
1: You know what? We didn't, uh, we didn't attempt to compare Sean the sheep to any adult television show. Trying to think if there's like a sitcom comedy that I just laugh at unreservedly. Yeah. I was thinking
0: back to like Carol Burnett, that like wacky, really physical type of humor
1: yeah, I guess I was thinking along the lo-
0: along the same lines. In some ways it reminded me of Louie just because some like when something happens to the characters they just get that look of like
1: what the universe what? is out to get me. Yeah. Plus and the farmer look- is a ginger and he's kind of balding. So <laughs> there is that.
0: <laughs> right, right. So it's just like a few of the just like the pause moments kind of reminded me of that just moment of introspection that happens on Louie where he's just like WTF.
1: Is there ever a situation you could think that you would watch this alone voluntarily? You know, when you come to visit,
0: (laughs) (laughs) after the kids go to bed, we can pour ourselves a glass of wine and we can sit back and catch up on some other episodes of Sean the Sheep.
1: Yeah, but you have to be careful because I'd be stopping every other frame to be like, oh, look, at! did you see what just, oh, can we just rewind and then... Look, oh, that's so cool! You would get really annoyed. yeah, and
0: I think you're just you're just more observant than I am of that kind of thing, and so it would be helpful for me to watch with somebody. So I guess I answered my question. No, I would not watch this alone.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would watch Shaun the Sheep alone by myself as much as I liked it, but I would rather be watching Wallace and Gromit. I feel like Shaun the Sheep is it's clearly a version of Wallace and Gromit for younger kids. Hmm. As sophisticated as it is, it's still a, a rung down from Wallet and Gromit for me. Um, all right. Are we good? I think so. Thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed yourself today. And tweet us with any show or movie suggestions or general comments at at my screen time too. Or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com and please tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids my and tolerated by parents. Time. Thanks for listening. see Bye. Screen time. Screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time.